Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Missing the Point. We're going to talk about the Celtics today. We're going to do that thing that we all love to do, but maybe we don't love to do it today. I'm here with some people I've talked about the Celtics with once or twice before, a Hollywood Ray Buchanan and the real BK Bob Kelly. What's up, boys? Look, we're just going to do a postmortem on this offseason. Uh, it's, it's, you know, basically the last time I was with you guys, I think we were celebrating the, uh, the signing of Brogdon and Gallinari. We were all pretty ecstatic about the exact needs that needed to be filled, making a huge run uh, this, this coming season looking like the best team in the east being the best team in the east uh having some solutions for tiredness of our stars coming in in, in Gallinari and uh and Brogdon and basically everything's just gone from bad to worse since then the offseason has really been a continual fucking kick in the balls every September for as long as I've been a basketball fan has been the quietest month of basketball for me uh tell me if you guys think I'm wrong I think no, media right. day no. You should just be signing guys off of, out of training camp. You should be releasing guys that you never heard of off the bottom of the roster. You should be, you know, doing like gearing up for media day. Media day for every other team was showing off the slightly different jerseys and joking around with the reporters, but uh, not us, not us this year, which we'll get to that. But let's start off just in chronological order as best we can with the with the right after we signed uh, Gallo and Brogdon. Gallo obviously goes on international duty. Any tears his ACL. It was a few kind of days of like, did he, did he, did he not? And I think we were all sort of like, bet he fucking did. You saw the picture. <laughs> if you saw yeah, the picture, yeah, you're yeah. like, he, bet he fucking did. ACL. And yeah. I remember, you know, in the, in the discord, it was, oh, maybe not. I was like, I don't know. So he did. He's not going to be doing anything for us this season. I'm not a doctor, but usually uh, all sports fans know the the three letter term ACL uh, it equals season. So unless you guys have heard anything different, Let's talk about that. What do we do? Uh, Ray, I'll go to you first on this. Are you in the camp of, fuck it, sign Carmelo Anthony and like let's just get some shooting off the bench at the forward position so that Tatum doesn't have to play as many minutes and he's not as exhausted? Or are you in the, let's work with what we have, let's get Grant Williams a few more minutes? Like, what, what do you think we should do? So I, I've, been, I've been back and forth, honestly. I think that Carmelo Anthony is someone that has been wanted by people in the organization for a few years, and I think... Danny didn't want him while he was here, so they kind of went back and forth between him and Brad and, you know, Mike Zarin to see Palayuka. So I, I I think he would be a great addition here if, you know, someone that can get you still 15 tonight off the bench. I think that he had many great moments in L.A., but it got lost in the shuffle because they went 33 and 49. But in, in the same breath, yeah, we, we saw Grant improve dramatically last year. We saw, you know, other guys on our team take, uh, you know, significant leaps. So maybe 
if it was Grant last year, maybe this year it becomes Sam Hauser, right? So we know Sam Hauser basically does not shoot layups or he doesn't shoot twos at all. All he shoots is three. So uh, I think that they're expecting him to be, you know, to fill that role. You know, now that he signed, uh, uh, you know, uh, an official deal, he's no longer on a two-way contract. So, yeah, I, I, like I said, I went back and forth, but I think that, and they could get Melo great, but I wouldn't be upset if they just say, you know what, Hauser, we're putting it on you. Let's just see where you go with it. And who knows? Maybe he becomes the next sharpshooter uh, that we that we that we need. Yeah, I mean, you, it's a proven, not so much a proven commodity, but you know what you're going to get with Carmelo Anthony. I've always liked him yeah. personally. I've always liked his game. Um, I think you know the way he can shoot in the range for his size. I think was always impressive to me. Uh, and I, you know, that draft class is nostalgic for a lot of different reasons. But I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're kind of asking yourself, are you going to get Carmelo Anthony now? And is he going to benefit you come playoff time? Maybe it's going to benefit you on minutes, like taking a little bit off the, off the other guys, but you know, m- might as well do that. I think I agree with you with somebody that, uh, could potentially actually feature if they become a really good spot up jump shooter for, from us, which is a thing we don't really talk about very often, but a thing right. we don't really have, you know, we have good three point shooters, but guys that can find a spot and hit consistently when they're open, I think is something that was a feature of the 08 Celtics championship run, uh, that like we had like three guys basically where if they were, they were in a spot and they were open, it was going in. And I think, uh, you know, a one tool job is, is, is fine to have on your bench at some point. And I think it's okay to practice, to try, try to get somebody to practice becoming that Bobby, where you stand on this whole uh, Carmelo Anthony potentially, or some other Ford, maybe that I'm not thinking of, because we wanted Danilo to come in and shoot threes, right? We want him to come in and, and shoot, be tall, be a presence. We weren't going to ask him to play a ton of, ton of crazy defense. I don't feel like it's not really his game. Obviously he was the best case scenario at the Ford position to back up Tatum, like bring something a little bit different onto the floor, but we don't have that anymore. So what do you think we should do? Yeah, no, I just, well, I don't know if it's Carmelo, but when you look back at what was our biggest problem coming into this offseason, it was that 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 stretch three four spot right. where it was so obvious that these dudes just didn't have any legs by the end of that series. And that's exactly what Gallo was supposed to do. And he wasn't brought here to play defense. He wasn't brought here to bring those intangibles that like we love so much on this team. He was brought here to spell offensive minutes for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So if you're asking me, do you think I need they need to bring someone in? A hundred percent, man. I, I I think it's crazy they haven't yet to this point. What about Ray's point about maybe just getting some like the the Housers of the world some minutes? I mean, listen, if, if Hauser can come in and prove that he can fill those minutes with significant NBA level ball, hundred percent. But we haven't seen that yet from him. So so that unknown for such a vital spot on this team, like out of everything else. Coming into this offseason, to me, that was priority number one. You could talk about the guards. You can talk about all the stuff. But getting depth at that 3-4 position was 100% my priority number one coming into this offseason. So the fact that we lost that depth that we got and haven't done anything to replace it and are going to continue to rely on what we have in-house, you know, these things that in the past haven't shown us can do the job. You know, I, I just think it, it'd be good to have that that uh, insurance policy of Carmelo coming off the bench or, or or someone who's established that that can sit here and give you. Listen, I'm not asking for 25 minutes a game. I'm asking for 15 legitimate yeah. minutes on a basketball court. And, and I just don't have the faith that Sam Hauser can do that consistently to where he's coming in and we're not like, God damn it. 
Like, can yeah. you please get Tatum back on the court? Yeah. And, and and that was like the biggest thing to me. It was like that goddamn moment. We need our guy back on the court. Yeah. You, you need to have minutes filling in there that that just you, you don't know. You're always going to notice Tatum being off the court. But like, were, were you not significant, significantly taking your, your level of play down a notch when he's off the court? Well, that that's the thing, right? I think we we've seen Carmelo Anthony perform at the highest level. So, you know, I know he's only been to one conference finals, but he's been to the playoffs. I think at least ten out of his nineteen years so far in the league. So, you know, he, he's no stranger to postseason performance. Uh, I will say, remember coming into last season, we were not on the Grant Williams hype train. We weren't. We yeah. were on him out of the year. We were looking at different scenarios. You know, every way possible to get him out of town. I still think he's a fucking dork. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 exactly. And Brogdon even and admitted it. Within two minutes of being on the South. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Right. Back. This guy facts, talks facts. a lot. Right. You know, he, talk, he talks a lot, but, you know, good, good player, right? So he's he's now become more of a staple in the offense, right? So that's, once again, that's the hope with Hauser or anyone else that comes that comes along this year. He, but he, if, I, if, I agree if, with if, you. And I, I, I yeah. do see your point, but just before you leave the Grant Williams thing, I just want to make the point of like, I feel like Gallinari came in specifically because Grant Williams went the way of the fucking dodo towards the end of the, uh, towards the end of the finals. Like, yeah, like yeah. I think, I think Ime, you will, who obviously will come on to talk about a little later and Brad, were a little bit like, you know, Delo Gallinari is just like gonna still be hitting shots in Game right. Six of the right. of the finals. Like he just is. So let's yeah, bring I, I, him I, think, I think that's fair. That's 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 you that's a, that's a fair assessment to make. I think obviously with you know Gallinari being the vet that he has been in the league 13, 14 years. You know, once again we remember what he was in Denver, uh, even when he was when he was in New York as well. And right. yeah, he he is someone that could get. He he was a lesser version of Pedro Stojakovic, right? Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, you know, we see Page was a, was an all star in this league. You know, someone that can knock down the three. So, yeah, of course, I, I was excited as a fan to see. Now, I wasn't excited initially because I was like, man, I couldn't believe that. You know, that's all it took for Atlanta to get uh, De, uh, Dejounte Murray was only trade Gallinari in the deal. I was like, wait a minute, like we could have done that. We could have got Dejounte Murray at the time. Sure. So that, yeah. that was that was my initial response, but. Once I realized that we got him on the cheap and that I thought he was going to be someone that was going to be uh, not just effective, but efficient for us off the bench, uh, you know, that that piqued my interest and, and increased my excitement. But, you know, but back to like to back to the mellow point I was making, he, um, like I said, he, he's, he's proven he's, he's proven in the playoffs. Yes, I know he has not gotten to an NBA finals. So I know those, those that listen to this will say, oh, he's, he's never won. He's never won that. Offensively, he is one of the greatest talents to see. 100%. Has and even at age 37 or he might be 38 now his he's gonna be able to shoot a basketball forever right no yeah shoot a basketball but his 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 first his first step is still quicker than most even at age 38 like his his footwork is unreal like i I, I didn't realize how good his footwork was until i'm just watching a video on youtube and i'm just like yeah he still knows how to create separation you know, like I said, the mid-range game is there. Once again, that's like you, you just alluded to it a few oh, minutes yeah. ago. Like that, that's a lost art in the NBA. Like, yeah, you know, I love we, it. We praise to Sean Livingston. We give praise to Rip Hamilton. You know, we give praise to Marty Rosen now, who's probably the best in the game when it comes to uh, mid-range shooting now. But yeah, Bello was throwing that in that bowl, yeah. man. So yes, I'm talking myself into it as we as we do this <laughs> segment. But uh, I just, I, you know, and I, I will I, also I, say, I, I, I would love for that to happen though. 
Well, I will also say to your to your Sam, Sam Hauser point, like if you had if you were able to set up two cameras like inside Sam Hauser's brain, one inside Sam mm-hmm. Hauser's brain and one inside Mellow's, one would look like it was going in fast forward and one would look like it was going in slow motion when playing in an NBA game. So are we at the point still as a team? And I'll use this as the question to transition where the Sam Hausers of the world are on the court for us getting good at basketball. I, you know, I don't know if that's the kind of team that we need to, to kind of be at this point. I think we need, you better be able to fucking play when you come in and play for the Boston Celtics. Listen, right. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I just don't want to get to a point where we were two years ago, right? right? Where, where, where we're looking at a court in crunch time of a basketball game that we need to win. Yeah. And Sam Hauser is out there just devouring minutes. I mean, us. Yeah. De- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we, I, I just thought we were past the point where we're seeing Tremont Waters and, right. and dudes like this on the court in, in crunch time of an NBA game, which is yeah. where I feel like you're like, who's number 74? Right, right. Exactly. I just don't need to see that. We're again. only down four. What's happening? Yeah. It's like guys are just well, gassed. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, as long as we're around. not bringing out guys like Vito Favarani yeah. and Suzy Detome, I'm good. So, yeah. Sam Hauser is a step above that, Bobby. I, yeah, I feel you. I'm sure. with you. Well, uh, you watch Carmelo Anthony come on the court. You gotta, you gotta be like, fuck. Like somebody's who's gonna get, yeah, I, who's I gonna get Melo. He, he could be, he could be in the closer lineup. Yeah, you know, imagine that where it's like, okay, you got to give him the ball, and then I mean, great. I don't know if he's still commanding a double team at this stage of his career, but the fact is, you have to respect the jump shot. Yeah, right. And then, right. you know, that's someone that just go. And on a given night, on a given night, because he's still showing when he was in Portland, like. On a given night, he's, he's going to give me 25. And also, like, if he, if he, and this is a, a hypothetical, and I, you know, we'll move on from this now because we do have a tendency to get carried away about the fantasy of signing certain players when we've, like, uh, right. when we do this. But uh, I'll move on after this. You know, there's a world where Carmelo Anthony comes out in game five of the finals and he hits three shots, and the Warriors have to be like, fuck, okay, uh, Draymond, you got to go on Melo. And he may just goes like, jog him around, dude, run him around. You know, like mm-hmm. go baseline to baseline, go for, you know, come like, come like set a little screen, like move this way. And it's like, that's, he's your problem now, you know? So that opens, if you, if you can get a guy like that to come on the court and you have to start worrying about him, even if he ends the night with six points and like two rebounds, you mm-hmm. still affected the game plan of the other team to the point where now, instead of Jason Tatum ending the night with 14 points, he's got 26 instead of Jalen Brown, Brown ending the night with, you know, nine points he's got 18 and like you've won the game right, right. so mm-hmm. this is a guy you have to think about if, if he's on the court like everybody knows who he is so moving on uh as a, another theme obviously of this offseason is season has been the the look of a potential um team with kevin durant in it obviously we're not going to fucking talk about those trade rumors uh specifically but i do just want to touch on them in the theme of what a shitty offseason this has been and i want to ask you guys the question do you think it's going to have a detrimental impact on Jalen Brown, knowing that it's confirmed that he was in a package to get KD? Uh, do you think he gets it? Do you think he's pissed? Do you think that the lack of organizational loyalty is going to affect him in the future? And do you think now with a kind of a never rains, but it pours situation going on down there that th- that's just another thing that's happened to him this off season? I'll go uh, with you. I'll go with you, Bobby. I just think it's another thing that's happened. Listen, I feel like it's a, it's kind of a step up for where Jalen Brown has been viewed in the past, that that he was being considered in trade conversations for goddamn Kevin Durant. Like, listen, I I, I know it's a, a loyalty thing, and I know it doesn't look great that, like, especially with everything that happened with email, like, we'll get there, how they didn't know about it 
you know, until they heard about it on Twitter. I, I get all that. But at the same time, you have to you have to recognize at least that Jalen Brown has teared up. You know, oh, I mean, one hundred percent, he's teared up from where he was previously. And and if if you're looking at it in a an optimistic point of view, which is like what I like to do with the Celtics, is a hundred percent he he's recognizing now that he is a superstar in the NBA. Granted, I don't know what that means for him two three years down down the road when he comes up to contract time. Like, listen, you guys weren't faithful to me. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. I get it. But confidence wise and, and and judging by what we've seen in the offseason, I think kind of made him tear up even more, if I'm being honest. Like yeah, I, I, I see Jalen as a listen, you're not gonna the 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 Nets aren't gonna consider a trade for someone who's not first or second team NBA for Kevin Durant. And that's that's what they were being offered with Jalen. And I think that he now believes that. I, I think it's gonna be tough down the road. I, I think once once it comes down to contract talks. I don't think that this is going to go by the wayside and I don't think it's going to be something that we don't remember like, Oh, maybe we should. But for right now, for this season, I honestly, I I have a different outlook on it to where I think it's going to give him a different mindset. Like, listen, I'm on this level now, like here I am. And and it's going to be even more of an upset from here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty widely recognized that if you drop Jalen Brown onto like probably 16, teams 17 teams in the nba that he'd be the best guy on one of those teams so that's like more than half of the teams he'd be the number one dude on i mean i don't want to parse that out but like i I, that's just a guess could be more i think that you know his level as our number two guy is like a large part of the reason why we made the nba finals is a large part of the reason why we're really optimistic about this coming season and i really hope it hasn't fucked his brain up everything that's happened but he's you know he's a smart guy he's a professional guy i love him and brogdon together now i think like you know, the whole thing, Malcolm Brogdon's dad was like a fucking rocket scientist and he like he like got his master's degree in college while playing basketball. I also have always found Jalen Brown to be incredibly intelligent. So I think like we're just we might have like a fucking team of scientists here coming in. So I think uh, I think it, it's a good fit. Everything's looking good. But all the outside noise, I don't really want to fuck his brain up. What do you think? Where do you think his head is at? Right. So actually, so, you know, to that point about Brogdon, so him and Brogdon are pretty tight and they, they yeah. became closer in, in the bubble. So. I was it makes a lot of sense. That, They're both fucking smart, right? Exactly. So I, I was I was excited when that happened because obviously I knew that that was that was going to be someone that was going to be in Jalen's corner, someone that could be you know an advocate for him, someone that could be uh, totally. He needs a that. Per- a person he deserves that. that. He deserves that on the team. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. So, uh, but far far as the the outside noise or and once again, you know, we we've said it on this show. Other media media pundits have said it. Radio podcast wherever. Uh, people, people have their speaking platforms. At the end of the day, yes, it is a business, but at the same time, we are dealing with human beings, right? So, yes, he's human, but I think he's got to a point where he is going to block out the noise. But if he did, if he didn't, I hope, I hope that he's upset. I hope that he's mad and says, you know what? I'm going to show you why I deserve to still be here. I'm going to show you why I'm actually considered a top 15 to 20 player in this league. And you know, for what I've seen in those videos recently, you know, from the from the first time of the training camp, you know, him, him yeah, and Tatum totally. look strong, stronger than ever, you know, and I yeah. know we'll, we'll touch on that, you know, later on. But I, I just think he's in a good place mentally. I think that he, um, like anyone, would be hurt in that moment because obviously you, you you spend five, six years in the, in, the, in the organization. That's all sure. you know because he, he yeah. was 19 when he got here. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that, you know, he has his moments. But, yeah, I think that he's going to take his aggression out through – his play and if that's the case so. we, we should be super excited because when he's locked in he's as good as anyone in this league 
Uh, I just want the I just want the handles to be improved, and I want the shot making to be improved. So that he consistently works on his game. And I, I hope I, he put I, up ten thousand free throws. To be honest with you, yeah, the free throws too. That, that's yeah. the yeah. That's, that's, that's I, the I hope he, I hope he shot one hundred thousand in the offseason. <laughs> Um, No, totally. Listen, you know, a thing a lot of people are very, very quick to forget because the narrative and the truth of the matter really is that Jalen Brown is our number one guy. But I will also say that if we had have won the NBA finals, and I know that we didn't, but had we won the NBA finals, I would have been pretty upset if Jalen Brown wasn't finals MVP because he was (laughs) like he just straight up was. I think he if you asked him and there was a bunch of reporters in his face, if he thought he was better than Jason Tatum, he might media train and like sidestep that question but i think if you really get the truth out of him i think he thinks yeah. he is and i think everybody every elite athlete should have the mentality that they're the best player on the floor but i think that he thinks that he is the best player on the floor and sometimes he is the best player on the floor yeah so i love having him on the team i've always really liked his mentality and his personality and i love his game and i agree with you on the stuff that needs to improve and i i think the reason why we all kind of gravitate towards saying tatum is the number one player is because he doesn't have any holes like that i think he has stuff that he adds to his game every year where it's like, oh, he can do this now. That's great. But he doesn't have anything super glaring like some like some of the things that Jalen Brown has. And it's not a huge criticism. I still think he's better than, you know, or 90% of the NBA. But I think, yeah, the handles, the free throws, the shots late in games. I think, you know, I think he, he those hot starts are great, but I would love to see that kind of performance be consistent throughout a game, which I think is totally possible and doable. But yeah, I, I just I hope he has blocked out the noise and I think we'll see. I hope nobody overreacts in the first 10, 20 games of the season, and we'll get on to the, the kind of the overall theme of, of what, what the season's going to be coming up. But let's talk about Rob Williams for a second. Yep. Obviously, it's, it's a big frame to be jumping up and down on that knee. And obviously, I respect the gangster coming in and being like, fuck it, I'm playing in the finals. I, right. I do. I mean, that's right. he's, he's got a dog in him to that degree, and I enjoy that. I really liked his answer to the question of like, do you regret playing in the finals uh, in the in the in the postseason last season because your knee wasn't 100, and now you're out for longer. And he was like, I played in the fucking NBA finals, dude. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, right. that is the answer. Like, you're a fucking hooper. You want to go and you want to fucking play in the NBA finals. That's what's up, right? right. So he well, uh, clearly wasn't 100. My first reaction when I heard about his knee getting scoped out and like all that stuff in the initial four to six weeks was like, great. Like, just get, let's get it 100% healthy. Let's get him 100% healthy. You know, let's get his body used to. To, to me, it reminds me a little bit of early Joel, Joel Embiid. You know, it's like it's a big fucking body to get used to that many NBA minutes. And he wasn't getting that many. And then when he did, it's he's, he's sort of started to get banged up. But I think if he gets in really good shape, he can be super healthy. But eight to 12 weeks is pretty fucking devastating. So I guess... Same question, you know, Al Horford's going to have to bear the brunt of those minutes. Do we want to go look at Dwight or Blake or someone like that that's floating around in the free agency and see what they, you know, see if they want to come in and spell spell Al Horford a little bit so he doesn't get that many minutes into his billion-year-old bones? Or would we just wait out well, for I mean, weeks? Because he's not going to play at this point until Christmas. Right, but remember, when I, when I brought up Dwight over the summer, y'all was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. But I was like, we, we're not talking. We don't, we, we don't need Orlando Dwight. I mean, granted, if that was the case, I mean, we, we, we'd be winning the championship. We'll, we'll, we'll don't, take don't, Orlando Dwight. Yeah, yeah, we'll take Orlando Dwight, obviously. <laughs> but it's like, we're, you're talking 10 to 15 minutes. And Dwight Howard, you just have a shape. You can say about him being goofy. He's like, the man stays in shape. Like, the dude. Oh, he is, does. I, I like he, the new version he's of six, Dwight. 6'10", six, 6'11", six, yeah. 265. Like, the dude, dude's been chiseled since he got out. Team out of Southwest Atlanta. Like, dude, oh, dude, it's crazy. So, yeah. he can still give 10 to 15 minutes tonight. He's going to be a defensive presence. Uh, he's always been rebounding a side, side uh, defender. So, uh, which is what the Celtics play. That that's that's their that is their thing. So he he would fit right in 
Uh, I've heard, obviously, people still are enamored with Boogie Cousins, and I get it because you, you, think, you think about what he was in Sacramento. You remember... I am a little still enamored with Boogie Cousins, to Me too. I, 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 I get it. Like, that guy's got was, footwork, man. Remember when he was in New Orleans, and it's like, oh my God, like his passing, the scoring, but it's like, I don't know if... I mean, granted, if you're saying 15 to 20 minutes a night, okay. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at no, that either. No, no, I don't want Boogie on the Celtics. Okay, we've had enough fucking emotional trauma on the Celtics. That's not, it's not worth the risk. It's, it's, you got to mit- you got to mitigate that. <laughs> well, no. yeah, maybe, once again, but, but if we're, if we're not expecting him to be once again what he was in other in other places, once again, just give me 15 to 20 minutes a night. And I think that him being 32 now, meaning uh, Boogie Cousins, like I don't think that he's the same. Uh, volatile guy because yeah we haven't seen too much stuff happen with him lately when he's played with yeah but is he, is he fully committed though? Like, he, he's definitely definitely matured he, as a, as a player because i so. feel like if he isn't then and he's on this Celtics team there's guys that are going to want to fucking rip his head off you know i i think him and smart would be great i think him and smart would be phenomenal i think they would be able to hold each other in check like i think that that would be awesome to see but those are the two names that I think about. I know we talked about Willie Collie Stein over the summer too. Like, I think he got signed or somewhere, but you know, those those are but the, I mean Boogie and Dwight should be at the top of people's list. Sure. Uh and once again, le- drop drop a name in the comments as you watch this. Uh or if you listen, you know, on 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 wherever you listen to the podcast. But those those are two names that should be at the top of people's list. You can't hate a veteran presence. Um no, not at all. You know, and like it'd be really weird to watch the Celtics with Carmelo Anthony and uh fucking Dwight Howard running around out there. But I mean 19 year old me would be 2K, 2K, 2K 13, bro, all the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. I just look at it as like, okay, so what are what's our contingency plan here? I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, like I like to do, but like, are we really going to sit here and think that our secondary unit come January and February is going to be goddamn Luke Cornett and, and Sam Hauser? Like, is that is that really? Hey, they, they the, love group though. I know. And listen, you know, I love Luke. All right. It's Cornet time. I get it. Killer Cornet. It's uh, it's on, bro. <laughs> but Bobby loves but, anybody that has a catchphrase or something along those yeah, lines. No, it, it, if it sticks <laughs> in my head, I'm in it. But like, bro, I can't sit here and say that I'm excited for these two guys to be playing significant minutes on a team that coming in into a month and a half ago, I had championship or bust expectations for. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the level we were at. And now we're sitting here like, well, can we survive Sam Hauser and Luke Cornett play? Stop. I, I'm, I, I 100% think we have, like, it doesn't need to be Dwight Howard. It doesn't need to be Boogie Cousins. Just give me someone that has legitimate minutes as an NBA four and five in this league. I don't care who it is. It can be your guy, Bruno Fernando. Bring him back. That's fine. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I I don't want guys that that haven't been proven to be able to fill these minutes right. and, and them not be able to. And us sitting here two, three months into the season, like what the hell happened to our depth? What are we going to do once we get past our first unit? Because, listen, right. I, I've, I've we've been on this path before. We've done all this, guys. We've we've done every exercise we're doing. We've fucking done this. And we yeah. know how this ends. Yeah, it'll, and, it'll be a and, lot. And of I'm sorry to be those. like that guy, but like we we've done all this shit before, and 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 we know how this team ends up in February. Where we're like, what the hell? Tatum right. has 42 minutes a game. Jalen Brown is struggling. His wrist hurts. His knee, hurt. you know what I mean? Like we've been down this road. 
and I just don't see, I don't see an internal solution. I'm sorry, we we've we've tried Wait. that internal solution before; it never works out. So I, I, I'm so ready I, for someone to come in. Can I pull the questions to both the other? So obviously, we're we're on the theme of having a backup big man, like. Listen, we all know that's a need. Like to say otherwise, like you're you're on something. He's been trying to tell Brad for like fucking six years. Yeah, no, I say so. (laughs) What about what? what, So what? How do you feel about bringing back someone like Aaron Baines? Yes, I'm with him. Yeah, I said that a few shows ago. I said I I was talking about him in in in, uh in in context with Tice. I'm like, you know, if any of those guys are going to come back from that fun little run, I would take Baines over Tice every time. I never gave a shit that there was seven thousand highlights of him getting dunked on. To me, that was. He's there. He's going straight up in the air. Right. And like, yeah, he might not be physically getting up to the heights of like a fucking, you know, DeMar DeRozan's jumping over his fucking head. I don't give a shit. Like he's there. He slid to the right place. He's playing smart minutes. He's getting boards, which, as you know, is my favorite stat. I think yep. there's like there's that's you got to go get the fucking basketball. He's right there. He's tall as shit. Uh, I think he had a he had a great mentality. I think, uh, yeah, a guy like Aaron Baines. Yeah, I think Tanner Tan- Tan- Brown love him too. I think you know they always exactly. talk about him. So exactly, yeah. and he's you know he's a role player, he's a true role player in the NBA. Like he's a guy like that. You get to come in, you know, you have a Dwight Howard, you have a, a Carmelo Anthony. There's always a version of them in inside their heads that used to be Dwight Howard, circa 2010, and you know Carmelo Anthony, circa 2012, where you're just like, okay, yeah. We get it. You used to be absolutely fucking sick. <laughs> you know, like I understand, but like, please don't try that again. <laughs> you know, like those, those yeah. moments. I think Aaron Baines is just out there. Like I'm warmed up. I had a nutritious meal today. I, or he's like, Oh, good day. I'm warmed up. I had a nutritious meal today. Whatever the <laughs> fucking Australian accent sounds like out of, coming out of that guy's mouth. And he's like, I, I'm here to just make good slides. No one's going to back cut me. I'm going up for boards. I'm like, I'm, I'm vocal. You know, I'm, he switches super well. We, we play that kind of defense. He's always switched really well for a guy his size. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's go put him on the it, blower it, right now. Get him on the blower. Yeah. Get him, I, get him I, in I, I think that, oh, I, I know, I know he's, I think, I think he's signed to an Australian for the Australian team. Just, I mean, but I don't know. This season's not going to be the whole season. <laughs> so I, I do think by the time the all star break comes about, I do think that he should be added for a shirt. If I say if he wants to come back to the NBA, obviously, you know, and I also think that the guy that they're really high on because he did well during the summer league is uh Fiondu Kavagelli. Um, yeah. he's not, I really I, liked, I, we I, talked about him in the summer I, league. Yeah, show we talked about the summer league show. Like, I think that he's someone that's gonna be pleasing to watch during the preseason. I think fans are gonna be well, they already were on the hype train seeing him in the in the, in the summer league. So I think that if he has another great showing or showings during the preseason, then people are going to be like, look, like he needs to find a way to get, you know, eight to 12 minutes on the floor. And I think that's not going to hurt one because he's high energy. You know, he's someone that can shoot the three and, you know, he's, wasn't, he's another able body out there that can do, you know, so, some work. We, you know, Dave, Dave was the four. I think me and Dave were the first ones that talked about uh, Chevion Williams, you know, the kid from Purdue that they end up getting uh, undrafted. You know, I personally think that, you know, maybe you keep him as a as a third or fourth big. You know, once again, if he shows that, he has to get into shape. But once again, from a passing perspective, and I said this on, on the show over the summer, the dude is NBA ready as a passer. His vision is pro ready right now. But he just said he has to get the conditioning ready. He has to make sure that he understands the sets that they're, call- that they're calling under Joe Mazzula. So I just I just think to me... Those are two names that may come up, but I'm with you, Bobby. I, I understand that 
you know, when you're, when you're banking on first and second year players to be key contributors, it was different with Tatum and Brown, right? Like they were, they were both the number three picks. They, you know, even, even Jalen Brown wasn't the guy that he was going to be a second year when, when Tatum got there. Like Tatum, Tatum showed in the summer league, he was an NBA scorer right away. Uh, and he, he just needed time to flourish. And once he did, they went, they went crazy in that 2018 playoff run. So. You know, yeah, like I said, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for growth, uh, with the current roster. But like, like I said, we keep, we keep reiterating this point and we, we will until they do something. You have to add something in order. I mean, I know they want flexibility. I get that, but the, the flexibility, damn that right now, financially, you need, you need to figure it out. They, they'll come on veterans minimum. So whether it's like 2.4, 2.5 million, you know, if you need to cut them later on, fine, do so. But, uh, to send a message to the law firm, say, despite, your turmoil, despite what's going on around us, we are still on par for Banner 18. We are still looking yeah. to get the job done. End of story. Yeah. And it, it's so also to, to kind of circle back to and Rob Williams is like, listen, I, I love what he did for us. I, I love the grit he showed. What what he did to get us to game six in the NBA finals, because without him, we don't get that far. 100% without him playing through that injury. But this is a guy that has an injury past. This isn't someone that like had an injury last year and played through it last year. This guy has been playing through injury, has been injured almost every single season of his NBA career. Has he had one season where he's healthy beginning to end? I don't think so. So it, it, it's not a matter of if, but when with Robert Williams, in my opinion. You know, every single season, he's going to get dinged up. You need to have depth at that four and five position. You have to. Because right now, like you guys said, the depth is Al Horford yeah. and Luke Cornett. And so also, like, you know, there's, there's a world where Al, there's a world where Al Horford falls off a fucking cliff this well, season. One hundred percent. I hope I, that I doesn't happen, but there's a there's a world where it does. No, I wanted to touch on that too because the reason why Al was so good last year was because he was fresh from the year before. You know what I mean? He didn't play with Oklahoma City. He took yeah. fucking six seven months off. Yeah, this dude just played his heart out. All the way to right, games, he was, he was even himself. even during the season last year, there was some moments where people was like, "Okay, he's thirty five. Like the you could the, see his rap. knees hurting, and, and then and then uh, it, we got to the postseason, and we was like, "Oh, this is twenty sixteen now, yeah," because he he shows up when it matters. Like people can say what he want, but what the man? I don't think the man. Well, I mean, obviously he didn't make it OKC because they one he wasn't playing, and they they wanted the team. I don't think he's missed the, the playoffs when he when he's when he's played full time. He hasn't missed the playoffs. That's not a coincidence. Like yeah. <laughs> that, those Atlanta teams. Only ever made it out of the first round once, though. At least he was with us. Oh no, I mean sure, but I'm like, but they, they were going to be in the mix at least in the top eight, yeah. top four yeah, times. Yeah, totally. You know, so yeah, so I, I, I to me, it depends on what they're going to ask of Al Horford. I think that he he can wrap it up when he needs to, obviously. I just hope that they're not going to ask a lot of them without Rob Williams. A, if Rob Williams isn't there, you're asking too much of Al. Yeah. And you can't rely well, what, on what's, someone what's that old. What's the starting lineup, Ben? Well, what's the starting lineup? Without Rob? I yeah, mean, right, to right me, now. To me, to me, Rodgers slides, slots right in, which I said at the six-man talk was fucking propaganda a while ago. And he's I know the that, two now, right? Or yeah, he's the two. He's the two, uh, right. So, so but he's, he's the two because Rob is hurt, not because. I'm telling you. 100%. Yeah. He's not going to be starting all the time. I'm telling you that. I'm, 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 I don't want to. I, I hate the burst of bubble. Hey, he's not going to start all the time. He's going to start. I don't know, man. I, 
I feel like I, I feel like you're underrating him a little bit. And I think if he gets a little streak going uh, where he's playing at the level that like I think he's capable of, I think he's going to be an undeniable starting minutes guy and closeout guy, to be honest with you. No, he'll, 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 he'll I think the reason why that he's in the position he's in and he's rated the way he's rated is because of injury. And if he's, if he can, I'm saying if he can be healthy and get a streak going, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at like the kind of contributions he makes. And it's going to be kind of, he's just going to become, oh, he, 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 who? oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, yeah. no, I mean, listen, I mean, listen, we, 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 the three of us talk basketball better than most. So I, I'm not, I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried about his play. I'm just saying, I just, I know that was their thought process. He said it, Brazil, but, like, but I mean, but hey, I'm saying, well, maybe they go small then, you know, like instead of putting, they, putting they, that load management, but that load management to. on, yeah, they, that's what they, I mean. They don't have a choice. The first was yeah. eight to twelve weeks is 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 two to three months of the season. But so we, like that's, we had our maybe. we played our best basketball with a double big formation. We played our Exa- best like, basketball so, in the playoffs with a double big formation. We cannot do that right now. So do you, do you what, like, oh god, no. I mean, I just I'm, I was going to ask like what like you know we have to change the look of our team without Rob Williams in there. And I agree with Bobby on the sense that like that you know the contingency plan not being there and the fact that he does get injured as much as he does. Yeah, it means it's like, well, okay, so you guys are gonna need to know how to play two different kinds of basketball, you know? Right. Which is, for I, I for, personally, I think though, and this is, and I haven't heard this anywhere. I, this is just something I just thought of because they they did it last year, but the year before times too. Don't be surprised if Grant's at the four. Sure, I I, I, I know I know that that, that's that a, I that's know a small lineup. Some people may hear but he always breaks out of his mind. That that's that's cool. And sometimes I am. I just I wouldn't be surprised if Grant's at the four. But that's a small lineup, right? That's what we're saying. It, like, it, it is going to say what happened. Yeah, to put put out, pull out, put. Excuse me, if I could talk for a second. <laughs> Putting Al at the five, Grant at the four, you know, and then you have a bigger lineup where it's Smart and Brown is your backcourt. Tatum's your three, and then you, you're, you're a little you're, positionless at that so, though, right? right? So I, I get I I get it, and I think that's a great lineup against some teams because I think that lineup could could, could blow some teams out. But what the hell? Are the Boston Celtics going to do against the Philadelphia 76ers, against the Bucks, against the Heat, against the Nuggets? We always find a way to beat the Sixers. I'm not worried about that. Well, all right. Yeah. (laughs) So take a, but like against these teams that have these fives, man, like they're, they're literally is, it's not even like a bad contingency plan. There isn't one. You're you're telling me you're going to rely on Al Horford. Who is thirty years the old? The difference between what Bam looked like when Rob was healthy and playing, and what Bam looks like when he wasn't. You know what I mean? Like the, it's the, a whole it's, different it's, team. It's, when he just you got to worry about him. You know, we, we it, 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 it didn't even work out like that though. To be honest, but but that's true. But so, when we don't have when that small lineup doesn't have a rim protector there, it's 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 a whole different ball game, man. It yeah. really like like when when we're relying. On a 38 year old Al Horford and a six seven Grant, I don't know. That's that's short. Six nine Grant Williams to be our rim protector. Like it gets, it. Gets well, he's not better. that. It, that's not. Good. That's not his game. That's not what he's going to be doing. Right, but, yeah. but but it, it it gets so. Remember those four or five minute stretches where we're literally all pulling our hair out, going get a goddamn rebound, deuce. That's that's where we're going. But, that, but be. that's where that's where Tatum and Brown and even Smart to a lesser degree has to Smart, I was going to say. Like you, you got all five have to crash the board, right? It, it, it's yeah. something where you're looking at one or two guys to get the rebounds. Like it has yeah. to be a group effort, right? I agree. So, I honestly, I, agree. I, I, don't, I don't even. Think I know. It's I know. I know you want to leak out and and and, and get into transition. I get that, but in order and in, in order to compromise what's going on right now and, and make do with what you have, you have to have all five crash the board. 
all I five. Think that, I think that leads back to my original point, though, is like we played our best basketball when we were moving really fast. Too, yeah. You know? yes. And yeah. and that's yep. when you crash the boards. I mean, we're not telling anyone sitting around listening to an NBA podcast that anything they don't already know. But when you crash the boards, your transition play dies. You know, I, I don't mind it. I mean, the 08 Celtics are a great example of it. Rajon Rondo used to get fucking eight, eight rebounds a game or whatever because he would just like put himself in positions and it didn't matter because they played half court. You know, they played a, a half, a slower half court uh, game, which I loved watching. I really enjoyed it, but that's not the Celtics. Like Marcus Smart, like you, I, I agree with you. Like if you have everybody crash the boards, like you're going to get more rebounds and it is a smart way to like play your game. But like our offense does become a little turgid when we get slowed Tur- down. Turgid is the nicest word or, you could or, possibly or a little, put out or there when we, when we become, when we become a little bit of a, an eat the clock team, as we've discussed in the past, like it doesn't no. look great. Now, if they can learn how to do that, you know, and if they can have the mentality that like, they're not going to fucking space jam every single uh, offensive possession. And they, and honestly, they need to, I don't even really hate it as an idea because they need to learn how to fucking play efficient half court, full shot clock basketball better than they already do. And I think that having a small lineup is really good for that uh, in certain situations. But to Bobby's point, God, this is going to be a messy fucking season. Yeah. All right. We only have a few minutes left. I, I have, I'm just like, I'm just thinking about what this fucking team is going to look like. And I honestly have no fucking idea. Bro, yeah. Just, um, I, I just want to fast forward to January and February and just yeah. see how stressed out we all are because that's where we're going to be. We're going to get three again, months of this yeah, season. Then again, like, what happens? What happens, right? What happens if they, they catch fire? Yeah, that's what I mean. Own. That's right. literally what I was yep. about to say. Like, what happens if Jason Tatum still has another post all star break fucking level up in him and he becomes arguably a top three player top two player in the fucking nba you know what i mean like and he just goes insane what happens if jalen brown comes out and he's playing just out of his fucking mind every single game and it just that doesn't new jump matter shot, at that point. That new jump so, yeah shot. but then it just doesn't matter at that point you know then it's then you're not talking about double bigs and you're not talking about transition and small ball you're talking about like doesn't matter jalen and jason both have 40 end of game like you know what i mean so, so like i don't know if if we remember so i uh I use this different. I know it was a different team because you know uh, it was still KG and the rest of the big dude was there. You know when they when they lost to LA in the finals in 2010, they come back. They had some other guys there. I think they had like Jamal Neal, Shaq was there. Yeah. There's some oh, other yeah. guys. Jamal Neal was there, all right. That was jumping, yeah. that was the jumping big three centimeters here. off the ground trying That's to get right, 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 exactly. seven. <laughs> but the um that that team, you know, I think the year before they get to the finals, they went 50 and 32. Yeah. They come back the next year. I mean, I know they had to lose it to Miami in the second round, obviously, because, you know, that's that's when LeBron and them got joined Miami. But that team went 56 and 26. Like, I think people thought, like, okay, it's just the end of that era. We look pretty off. good in that series. I it was right. Say, TV Rondo. Like, there was a lot going on. Oh, yeah, for, 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 for sure. But uh, what, what I'm saying is I think we're either going to get a mix of that or we could get, you know, a version of the, the 08, 09 Celtics where, I mean, I know they ended up losing to Orlando because KG was out, but. That team went twenty-seven to two to start, and they were running through everybody, oh, yeah. everybody that day. Oh, yeah. At one point, they had won eighteen in a row, and I yeah, was I, like, "I have my, I have my, I, 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 I said, oh my god!" I was like, this "I have my eighty-two and O-T-shirt shirt ready to go, man." <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, was I know, saying, but I, I was, I was like, they, they easily could have went back to back. And once again, yeah. I know it was a last for business history. No. The way they were running through everyone at that time, and I was like, they they would have went back to back. The best start I've ever seen. If KG KG didn't get hurt, we would have gone back to back. Hundred. Yeah, we we should have faced LA three years in a row. Like that, that that's that's that would have been a great trilogy. Like that, that would have been phenomenal. So, but needless to say, either we're gonna get a mix of that what we saw in '09, or you know, we'll see what we saw in 2011, where they still won, uh, you know, near 60 games. You know, I am a little bit weary or leery of the coach situation. Like I said, I know that's. 
You don't want well, to that's about- what we're going to talk about last. Right. So go, go ahead. I'll just ask you guys the questions in these last few minutes we have here. Obviously, we might have seemed like we we're beating around the bush slightly, but obviously the worst thing that's happened this offseason is... Uh, <laughs> Ime Udoka was sure. Is that yeah? Is that number one? Uh, pretty sure. Obviously, Ime Udoka was doing some shit he shouldn't have been doing. Look, I mean, you guys did your best to fucking talk about it uh, the week it happened. Um, yes. I know it's not. It wasn't an easy thing to talk about when everything was fresh. But we still don't really fucking know anything. <laughs> to be honest right. with you, right. uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, is the was it consensual? Was it? What did weird comments? Blah 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 blah. Look, here's the deal. I don't think he gets fucking suspended for a year unless he does some fucking shit that the internet will go insane about. I think that the fact that Matt Barnes, of all people, is going like, I was supporting him and then I heard what he did. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, that, um, that, 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 that says a lot. It, it does. A lot. It, do- it, it honestly it quite frankly said the most. It said the most. Matt Barnes was yeah. 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 about nothing. Yeah, so the, yeah right. that and, he, right. and he's like, like yo, I don't think he's ever going to be a coach again in the NBA once it comes out. Like, da da da. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. So it is what it is. Obviously, I'm not saying anything. All of us don't already know. This is difficult to talk about. It's very, it was very upsetting, honestly, when it happened, because I think that uh, I can't even look at you guys when I say this. this is so fucking awful that this went down like this. And obviously, you know, my heart goes out to anybody that was negatively affected in their life. But right. just from the perspective of a sports fan. Man, you had such a good fucking thing going. God man. damn like, it, You had bro. such yeah. a good fucking yeah. thing going, dude. Like you were just, you were at the top of the world, bro. Like the players loved you, the fans loved you. You got a team that nobody expected to six games with one of the arguably the, the best franchise and group of players we've all seen over the last fucking twenty years. Right. Uh, everybody was listening to you. Everybody was marching to the same drum beat. You had bona fide superstars that like obviously loved and respected you and you were a proven commodity in the NBA. And the one thing you could do to fuck your day up and my day up, quite frankly, uh, was this. So look, I don't look, I don't give a shit. Okay. For to be quite honest with you, if you cheat on your wife, uh, if you, if you are not a great person in real life, when you look at sports through the vacuum of, of just trying to win fucking games, I hope he didn't do anything horribly diabolical that he should be like punished for in real life. But again, we don't know. Yeah. But man, I, you really fucked up what was supposed to be such a good fucking season for the Boston Celtics. And quite frankly, I'm fucking furious with him. Yeah. 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 So, so, so what got me so mad about it is like, I completely agree with you. Listen, I, I will never sit here and judge a person for, 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 mistakes they make in their personal life cheating on yeah. their wife banging okay, someone that shit. they shouldn't yeah. what right whatever if, if it's consensual listen do you and 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 live your life but at the same time bro you, you were beloved in this town listen you were you may you may i still can't you don't have to worry it. about it anymore yeah, no, no, yeah. but <laughs> mr adelka had his life set in this town all right. He was going to go down as as the face of this of this regime of the face of Banner 18 once it comes because it was coming and it still might be. But but it was coming and he was going to be the face of that banner, the face of turning these guys into superstars, the face of them taking the next step. And it's just it's I, I can't imagine. Listen, I, I can't imagine the the the. The mental. I don't even the mental roller coaster that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown must be going through right now because these guys were 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 seen as like the top players of the game, but they didn't quite have the oomph to get over that next level. Finally, get this guy here who who takes him to that level, who who gets him the respect of the rest of the NBA, who gets him the respect of the hardest sports media 
it, maybe in the country. Finally, and Boston's like, finally, we're not going to trade these two. These are our guys. Him or these two and 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 Adoka are going to be the face of this franchise. And then one day they just wake up and all that is fucking gone. And it's just it, it's so crazy that he would put everything on the line like he did. But yeah, man, I don't, I don't even know. I, I'm 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 at a loss of of I I can't remember someone who had so much like. Can, can you guys think of another example of someone who had so much, who had all this promise, and 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 it turned this fast? Well, man, as a as a as a honestly, coach, as a coach, no, but pl- plenty of players, plenty well, of players, players, yeah, but but yeah, look, guys, but not but not 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 as a coach. Level, fuck, but the, yeah, you're talking about players that are kids, you know, yeah, the coaches kids are a different level. Their, like this, he's in twenties, and adults, but I'm saying, look, but I mean, he's a fully grown adult, though. You know what I mean? Like, really, it's yeah. had time to like you know get his but, fucking like, shit together on this. It's so different to be. Listen, you guys have been a minion and you've been a mentor. Right. Yeah. You, you, you've been in both those roles before. And and to be a mentor, like I, I, when I'm in that position, I take that shit seriously. Right. And right. like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're building up these young men to become like the, the real men and superstars and transcendent yeah. of the game and like all this stuff. And, and behind closed doors, that's what's happening. Like, I, I yeah. just can't imagine. Like th- that's that's the perspective I've taken. This whole thing is like I can't imagine being Jalen and Tatum. Right. And sitting there and having this guy that you respect so much and has taken you to a different level and it has brought you to 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 a superstardom. And that's what he was doing behind closed doors. Like to me, I, I just think it's such a crossroads in Celtics history of, well, of also, where we go from here. Though, right. And like on that point, And I want to throw this to Ray, too. Like. You work for the fucking Boston Celtics, bro. Like, you don't work for fucking OnStar. You don't work for fucking AT&T. You work for the fucking Boston Celtics. Like, have some fucking respect for the franchise, please. Like, better, like, you know, bigger fucking personalities have come in and not done this shit. And honestly, another thing I keep thinking about is, like, you know, and I know you said this, something alluded to this in the group chat, Ray, is, like, you and I have talked in the past about how in a, in a predominantly African-American sport, coaching positions, front office positions are not regularly handed out at yep. the rate that they should to, to people that make yep. up so much of the sport. Right. And this is a dude who is not only a black coach, he was a black player. He was, then he becomes a black coach and he's, he's risen to this level at a storied franchise, a storied franchise with a checkered fucking past and race yeah, relations. Right. I might fucking add. Right. And he's, driving the ship he's the guy now we've talked about in the past how unfair it is that like you know if you're a person of color if you're a woman or whatever you have to work 50 percent harder than everybody else 75 percent harder than everybody else when the problem is if i do something like this you don't go like oh that's what happens when you give white people a job but there's a whole fucking section of people going well let's see right and now that, it might that's, be not that's really... with their chest but he's right. he hasn't just let down the team he hasn't just let down the players. He hasn't just let down the fans. He's let down a bunch of people that honestly are trying to get the same opportunities that he was yep. given. And he's he's fucked that up a little bit. You know, that's, that's, what people, that's what people aren't, aren't touching on as much either, because people say, oh, it's, it's infidelity. That shit happens all the time. Yes. That's that's not that's not the on the surface. Yes, that that is what happened. That's what we know. Fine. And it wasn't even fully infidelity. It was just cheating because he did not, they're not legally married. Fine. You cannot look like Ime or myself and do the same things that other, that some others, other races can do. It's, 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 it's just that simple. It's you know, as, as, a, as 
is a black man I've been told my entire life in my 13 years of existence, Rashawn, you have to be twice as good to get as half of the opportunities. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just that simple. And once again, it's not fair. It's not right. It's, it's, but that, that's just how, that's just how it goes. And like I said, once again, we're working towards being, being better, but it's just like, you know, once again, you know, there's, there's always going to be things that kind of hold, hold us back. And, you know, this, this could be something that does that depending on how much we end up, you know, finding out, but it's, it's interesting. And I'm glad that we, that we're ending on this and, 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 uh, dissect this a little bit more because I know it's been, it's been a story really for the last, you know, eight or nine days. I heard something on the national radio earlier today and it, it, it blew my mind because I, I didn't think about this until they brought it up. No one has spoke positively on his behalf. Yeah. Like no one. At least not like, since the Barnes video. At least not no, since No, 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 but even but even no, no, but even no, but even 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 when that happened, no one was like, man, that's such a great guy. He's the best dude ever. And I'm 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 only I'm only I'm always feeling back when I heard the national and I'm like, damn, like you know what? That's true. Could even the guy he came underneath, pop, 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 always going uh, go out there word. and talk about going. If, if something's if something, if something is get, someone's getting fuck over, Drake Pop is going to be at the front line saying, "Hey, this is wrong. Fuck yeah. y'all. This yeah. email's my guy. That has yeah. not happened. Yeah, it's not, not even close to that either. Not, not even. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's such a good point. That like is, was, I never that's that's that. that's fully, that's fully fed to the to the wolves, like without yeah, so any that, that that to me is a little more. And that, so like I said, since that that national opponent put it out there, that to me is a little more hmm. alarming than anything else. And like I said, I, I'm glad that they gave that perspective. I need I didn't even think of it that way. But that that's that's that is insane to me. That in the eight or nine days, once again, not even not even the players on the team was like, oh, no, that's something he wouldn't do. He ain't doing nothing like that. And what's yeah. again, they, they, to me, everybody's got that friend, you know? Right, but everyone, yeah, everyone your boy? like, you know, like, yeah, you, that, he's they, your they boy, but you know what like, he gets up to. They, you're not, you're not telling me, and I know what they said. I know they had That's to be so true, ready. man. Wow. But, yeah, but you, you're not, you're not telling me that they didn't, they didn't know. Yeah. And once again, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. So I'm not always on level three, which is where the players come in to go to the locker room, but. There's a lot of different moving parts on level three. And, you know, so you can always probably see who the individual was or individuals, depending on how much, you know, how much that really Sounds ends like up it might have been coming individuals. out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it might be, it might be individuals. Thing, it might be plural, you know, so that, that part's unfortunate. But, you know, I think, you know, and I get it. You know, a lot of people was like, man, it's, it's not that deep. It's not that serious. Everyone wants to focus on what happened with Brett Favre. Well, I got the same energy for both. I think I think both situations yeah, for are crazy. sure. Why not both? Yeah, yeah. You know why? Why, why not? Why not both? I, I, I'm really <laughs> this. We we have a really bad case of what? <laughs> no, I was like, but we have a really bad case in America about the what about this or what yeah, about oh, that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of us fucked up. Just just say that this. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna slide on both, and that's why I brought it up now. Yes, Brett Favre is fucked up. We know this. So yeah. Brett Favre should get the same type of energy that even or anybody else is getting. When they when they commit a wrongdoing, and once again, yes, Bobby, you're right. Shouldn't be judging others, and I'm and I'm not. Once again, what what he did was messed up. Once again, I, we're speaking from a fan perspective. We had the winning formula, or what we thought the winning formula was going to be, and then it just it just go it goes away, and it makes me think about what Rasheed Wallace said when uh when it when Detroit was on their run, and he said if it ain't rough, it ain't right, and that's the only thing I could think of. 
got to overcome it, adversity. It, it, Every great team it, ever is yeah, overcome it, it, adversity. It can't, it, it can't. This this is going to be the thirty for thirty real great. When it, when, you when, know what? We, Honestly, I I can't think of. A I better saw that tweet. It, it was one of my favorite tweets. <laughs> I, I can't think of a better note to end it on because, quite frankly. I agree. I think that this is either going to uh, break them or it's going to make them. And it's it's an accelerant for sure. So honestly, if this team comes out and does what it's going to do anyway, then I don't want to hear any shit about their their mental fortitude. So, you know, no. if it ain't rough, what was it? If, no, if, if it ain't rough, it ain't right. If it ain't rough, it ain't right. And on that Championship note, DNA. Championship DNA, baby. Uh, and on that <laughs> note, thanks for tuning in and missing the point for uh, Hollywood Ray Buchanan and for the real BK Bob Kelly and everybody here at MTP. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Go Celtics. <laughs> it's so sad, bro. All right, I gotta take my dog out the bathroom. That was a good show. I was like talking about spoken guys. You got his time before, you know. Oh, oh yeah, 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 my bad. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back Podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.